Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Welcome to Exploring Missions, connecting mission needs with those equipped by God to meet those needs across the world or across town. And now the host of Exploring Missions, Bert Harper. Thank you for tuning in. Isn't that an old term, tuning in? Uh, yeah, some we, people don't know what that means. I, I don't. I just thought of that when I said that. I, when I think of tuning in, I have two thoughts coming. By the way, this is Bert and Nathan. And uh, we do explore missions. But when I think of tuning in, I want to tell you, growing up, uh, I grew up with television antennas. And we had about four stations that we could get if we tried real hard, two that was easy, two that we could get if, on a good day. But someone would raise the window and they would watch the television. And then you'd go out to the antenna and you'd turn it and they'd say, OK, stop there. No, go a little back. And we would tune it on the radio. You'd get that dial, and you'd try to get it where two of them did not bleed. And it was all AM back then. No such thing as FM that I knew. Analog kind of thing. Yeah, man. And so we tuned in. So uh, I hope you're tuned in today uh, without adjusting the dial and without adjusting the antenna. Yeah, you can tune in or you can click on (laughs) uh, however you want to do it. So exploring missions is is going back in time with one of the co-hosts, and I try to avoid that. But the older I get, I think the harder it is to avoid. Well, I, I do have to ask since we're you know chasing this rabbit. So when you have people and you're preaching a sermon on a Sunday morning or whenever, and you want them to follow along in the Bible, uh, do you tell them you know to turn their Bibles <laughs> to, or, or do you have them scroll to well, a certain place? I'm in the Bible? telling you, I, I still say turn to. But I, I've thought of this. Those guys that use their iPads and phones, I, when they were doing it, I wish they could put a sound on it where it sounded like turning pages. It would help the preacher. That way, the older preacher right. said, no, they that were following. Good. And the have fir- an amen thrown amen. in there, uh, The first time that I saw folks using their iPads and their phones and following Scripture, I have to admit, what are they really doing? <laughs> yeah, you can kind of get away with things. Can't yeah, you? you can. But today, we're going to talk about uh, some mission issues, and that's what this program's about. We're trying to help AFR carry out the last part of their mission statement. We're not the only ones that do it, but this is AFR programming that helps carry out to aid the church in carrying the Great Commission and aid the church in you know doing the Great Commission at home and abroad. Yeah. And exploring missions is, that's what exactly we do, isn't it, Nathan? That's right. We want to equip uh, the church and uh you know, individuals and partners and, you know, the the body of Christ uh, in in carrying out uh, fulfilling the Great Commission. And, you know, today we're going to, you know, try to go about doing that. Sometimes we, you know, we have interviews uh, to, to share with our listeners about what's going on in the world and how they might can be involved in prayer or giving or maybe going. Uh, today we want to kind of take a step back and get a big picture uh, view of of what is going on in the world, and we're going to be looking at numbers specifically today, not the book of numbers, but actual numbers. Um, and I'm not really a numbers guy, but at the same time, uh, these numbers speak to me about how you can kind of trace 
God's activity in the world, mission activity specifically. Uh, so, you know, you might have a president do the State of the Union address once a year. Uh, we can call this the State of the World and to see what, what's going on in the world today in mission work. So when we look at this, we find out that God has called us to be on mission, and you're on mission for God. And the Bible says we're witnesses. The witness, the Greek word for witness is martyr. I know that doesn't sound attractive, but uh, we're to place our life in his hands, in his time, and let him direct our paths and let even him direct our death at that point in time. But we're to carry these out, and that's our goal. Uh, the purpose of a born-again believer is to bring glory to the Lord, and you do that with your life. You do it by sharing your life, and we use this cliche, and I admit I love this cliche. I'm, I'm not a big cliche guy, but there's some that is worth repeating, and it is to know him and to make him known. Nathan, that is true. We got to know him, and uh, yeah. you dig deep in the Word of God, and you have fellowship with others, and you serve others. You really get to know the heart of God, and then if you really know him, you will want to make him known. It, they, and when you make him known, you want to say, I got to make sure I know him. The, yeah. They feed off of each other, don't they? They do, and, and a verse that goes along with that, uh, that kind of ties both of those concepts together, knowing God and his heart. And and then making him known to others is is there's a word actually uh, used five to six hundred times or more in the whole Bible from Genesis to Revelation. It's the word uh, in English we translate nations. Okay, and we're not speaking of political geopolitical nations that you can kind of outline on a map. We're talking about ethnic groups or people groups. And let me read this verse. It's, this is uh, words of red of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 24, as Jesus is talking about the uh, signs of the end times, and Matthew 24, 14, Jesus says this, And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So the word nations there in that verse in the New Testament Greek is the word ethne, and it sounds like ethnic, right? So that's where we actually get the word ethnic from that word ethne. Uh, another way to translate that would be people groups. So these are groups of people that have similar culture, similar custom, similar language, uh, belief system, live in a similar area, um, tribes or, or nations or people groups. And so Jesus says here that the end will not even come until there's a witness of the gospel in and among each of those people groups. Well, when the church was birthed at Pentecost, that very, I'm not saying it's completed, but the very idea of reaching the people groups and the nations started on Pentecost when they heard the gospel in their own language. And then it was at Pentecost where they had met and come to Jerusalem from all parts of the Roman Empire and others, and then they would disperse and go carry that message. So at the very birth of the church, having the nations know about Jesus was a priority. That's right. So that's, that's, that's That lights my fire. <laughs> it, it is. It's been a priority from the very beginning, and Jesus has given that mission, commission, to the church, and he's with us to carry it out. 
So we want to look at the state of the world to see how well that's actually happening, how far we've come in 2,000 years since Jesus said these words in Matthew um, till, till now. And so just to kind of a quick look at things, um, think of all the billions of people in the world today. Um, there's actually today, uh, it's estimated that 2.1 billion people in the world which is 29% of the world's population, has yet to hear the gospel witness. Let me restate that. 2.2 billion. 2.1. 2.1. That is billion with a B. With a B. 29%, close to 30% of the world's population today, have still not heard the gospel of the kingdom in a way that they can understand. So... The church doesn't need to go out of business yet. No, we still have we still have work to do. We still have work to do. Wow. Now, there's different ways to kind of evaluate and look at look at this issue, and I would say it's a problem um, that thirty percent, nearly thirty percent of the world, has not yet heard of who Jesus is and what He's done. Um, especially if that's our primary task as the church to to go do that. Um, so. There's been some groups that have put together some stats that kind of help us evaluate this. One is the Center for the Study of Global Christianity, and that's at uh, Gordon-Conwell Seminary. Um, I think that's up in Boston. Is that right? And then another group called Perspectives on the World Christian Movement, and they've kind of put together some numbers uh, up to date as far as we, as far as we know uh, that really help us um, see this. And they do it by a- asking people two different questions, okay? The first question is, number one, do you have access to a Christian witness? Okay. And some people say, yes, I, I have access. There's people around me. There's scripture in my language. There's churches nearby, and I can hear the gospel if I would like to hear it. Or if they came to me, it's accessible to me. The gospel is accessible. Uh, others would say, no, none of that exists. In, in my language, in my culture, in my area where I live, there's no gospel witness. So yes or no to, to that question, do you, have an ac- do you have access to a Christian witness? The second question is, are you a Christian? And of course, if they say no to the first, they're going to say no to the second. Um, but then if they say yes to the first question, yes, I have access to the gospel, are you a Christian? Some will say yes, I'm a Christian. Some will say no. So you can divide the world based on those two questions into three parts. Okay, the first part is people that respond yes to both questions. Yes, I have access to the gospel, and yes, I follow Jesus, I believe. And we'll call those people world C, C for Christian, if you will, okay? And you can kind of think of countries where people would say yes to both. Obviously, here in the United States, uh, places in Europe like Spain, England, Poland, even uh, places in Africa like Kenya, uh, and then definitely you think of Latin America. Okay, there's lots of places. Um, and here we're not separating Protestant from Catholic. We're just, saying, we're just saying Christian here. So they have had, all these places have had significant exposure to the gospel over several years. Um, and so people at least claim to be Christian living in a lot of these people in, in these areas, whether they're nominal or just cultural Christians or whatever. So um, World C makes up about 33% of the entire world population, okay? 
So think of this. A third of the world's population claim to be Christians. All right? It's not bad. You know, it's, it's a minority, but it's still not bad. So do you think those places need missionaries? I just want to hear what you think. Not in the not the apostle missionaries. If you look at the New Testament, and I do have a bias. It's called a New Testament bias. Okay. I hope I hope that's a good nice. bias. Yeah, it's a good bias. Uh, apostles were sent to territories where the gospel needed to desperately go. Then you did have Paul following up on his like his second missionary journey. He would go through those areas and help them, but then he would go on and launch out further. So the answer to your questions, not a priority. Some, but not a priority. Okay, so you would say the missionaries that go to this type of place, the World Sea, uh, need to be strengthening type missionaries, strengthening the body that's there, equipping them, helping them to do the work, but not necessarily starting churches and starting new work. Right. Okay. Well, what what if I told you that 72% of the world's missionary force, not just from America, but from all over the world, the world's missionary force, 72% of them go to one of these countries. I, I, I hate to say that I knew that, but I did know that. I, I wish it was not true. It should not be true. So and I've used this illustration. If you have a disaster somewhere and uh, the disaster is right in an area, a hundred mile area, but there was some damage between you and that area, and you stopped off and you just took care of the damage, the devastation in the area that really took place is still there and you hadn't done a thing about it. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't help them along the way, but that should not be a priority. And and that's what we're doing. That should not be. That percentage should not be. It gets worse when we talk about mission giving, finances. Okay. 87% of the finances given to missions from around the world go to already Christian established works. 87%. Which is better than what it used to be. A few years ago, it used to be 90. So now it's 87. Well, if you was preaching, you'd say 90. You know how we round off. You do round up, especially if you're Baptist. We round up. I agree. (laughs) This this is opening. What you're hearing is uh, what's taking place in the world, the numbers of the world here on Exploring Missions, Bird and Nathan. And we're going over the people that that know the Lord Jesus Christ, or at least they're in the Christian frame, and how much money we're spending on them. And we we found out that about 30% of the people in the world, 2.1 billion, have not heard the gospel. It's going to take time, but you want to stay with us. We're going to find out how much of our money and our missionaries are spent toward them. So stay with us. We're yeah, going to we're gonna get to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that. That's what, I'm feeding that with them so they'll stay in the car and listen to the end. All right, so let's talk about World B. These are people that answered yes to the first question. Yes, there is access to the gospel around me and near me, but no, I'm not a Christian. I have not chosen to believe and follow Christ at this point. So that's called World B, okay? And you can find countries uh, that fit into this uh, category, uh, places like India, Thailand, Japan, even China. At this point, China has probably more uh, followers of Jesus than the U.S., Uh, Nigeria, even Vietnam at this point. Okay, so places like that that maybe a few years ago would considered unreached. Now they're kind of becoming more reached. Um, 
And so they have access to the gospel in most of these, pla- you know, most of the places in these countries. Um, but still, there's a lot of hard soil, spiritual soil yeah. in these places. Okay. So they, you could call them exposed unbelievers if you want. They're exposed to the gospel, but there's still a lot of unbelievers. Well, this is 38% of the world's population. Okay. So more than Christians at this point. So Christianity is getting to a lot of places over, you know, almost 70%, uh, over 70% of the world has access to the gospel. That's 71%. Of course, most of them have chosen not to believe, and that's not unexpected. Yeah, when you look at Jesus about so, the seed in the soil, yes, uh, we know for sure 25% did respond. We know that 25% did not respond, and that 50% is yeah. We don't know for sure. Yeah, and that's right. The figures here are not far off from that's what right. that is. That's, that's, that's amazing. Correct. It is. Um, so those numbers don't um, really throw us off. But listen to this. 25% of the world's Christian missionaries and 12% of the world's Christian mission giving goes to these places. Okay, let's repeat that. I'm writing this down, Nathan, and I hope people are get this. Say that again because— we're talking about world B. They have access, but they're not Christians. And we're talking about the percentage of money that we spend on missions going to reach them and the number of missionaries percentage that reaches them. What is that again? So 25% of the world's missionary force goes to world B. They already have access, but they're not believers yet. 12% of the world's Christian mission giving goes to world B. So... Let me ask you just your opinion on this. I don't know if these numbers are, are what they should be, but would you put more priority on World B than you would World C as far as sending missionaries and giving money? Yes, you got to. Yeah. Uh, I want to use this illustration. Paul talks about the body, uh, the church being the body, and if one hurts, we all hurt. And and, and what it is, I've, you know, hammering, hit my thumb. Well, where the pain is, <clears throat> everything goes to that. My other hand goes to that thumb. Yeah, to covers hold it, it up, yeah, right? And I hold it close to my chest. Oh, me. I start hopping around with my feet saying, oh, no, my mouth says, Lord, help me. And, you know, yeah. that why? That's a great point of need. It's a crisis. Yeah. So we need to look and see where the crisis is where the and, and look and see what the focus should be. Yeah. So we're getting to world A. Uh, a... <laughs> being what should be our first priority. But let's see if the numbers kind of back it up. Okay. So people that responded no to both questions, no, I'm not a Christian because no, I do not even have a gospel witness in my language, uh, in my, in my country, in my neighborhood, in my area. I have no way to hear the gospel, even if I wanted to. Are these more nations? Are they? I know there's some nations, but a lot of them are people groups within other nations. Or, or am, yes. I, am I jumping ahead? Or no, is that you correct? can you can find World A people groups in uh, World C countries. In fact, the United States we called it World C. The United States has the third largest population of unreached people groups in the world, behind India and China. So even India and China, which we're calling World B, have lots of World A people groups living in it. I hope this is making sense over the radio, yeah. but the the idea is there are pockets of unbelief right. 
and pockets of unreached believer, uh, un, un, unreached people groups, even living in believing areas, even living in our own Bible Belt neighborhoods. And it goes back to another program that you and I have recorded, and it's called the urbanization. And you have these pockets that that go to even in America, and they they tend to group together, and and they they remain unreached. That's right. So it's just not true foreign, but it's also true here. Yeah, domestically. Yeah, that's correct. So these people, World A, that say, "No, I'm not a Christian. No, I do not have gospel access." These are countries like you can you can kind of guess them: Iran, uh, Bhutan, Somalia, Turkey, Afghanistan, Algeria. Okay. Um, most of these people have no access to a Christian, a missionary, a church, or even a Bible. Okay, they're virtually unreached, and would need an outside witness to come into where they live and share Christ with them. Okay, so you could call them unexposed unbelievers. You can call them unreached people groups. Um, the world population, and you take World A from that, you're talking about 28 percent. Just less than 30% of the world's population is considered unreached. Okay. okay. Gotcha. Um, you could say 29%, 28%. So that's that 2.1 billion people there. Now, guess how many missionaries? I don't know if you've done the math adding it all up, but what's left of the world's missionary force to go to these unreached people? Would you say their highest priority or should be highest priority? Should be the highest priority. They're the greatest need. Well, our. Our giving and our sending do not reflect it. Three, one, two, three, three percent of the world's Christian missionaries go to these unreached people groups. Three percent. Three percent. One percent of all missions giving goes to fund the work in these unreached people groups. I'm close to speechless when I hear this. Uh, I knew what we were going to discuss but I had Nathan to keep the percentages to himself so he could share with me. And I I hope my reaction <clears throat> is what you're reacting and saying this ought not to be. What can we do about it? I think God's doing something about it. I believe yeah, God is. I agree. Now, what's happened in a lot of these countries that you talked about, they've been many of these people who have left those countries and, and they've come to the other countries where they have access, I'm praying. And I see God saving many of them. Like in Europe, uh, a lot of the people from the Middle East have gone to Europe. And yes, there's difficulties with that. I'm not denying that. But guess what God's doing? God is saving a lot of those people now that they have freedom to, to hear the gospel and they're responding to it. I'm praying God send them back into their countries of origination with the gospel of Jesus Amen. Christ as missionaries, and secondly, with resources, Nathan, the yeah. resources that we could give to share with them. We, we, it, it would be difficult for many people to get in, into these countries, even as missionaries. We know that. You know that. Yep. But these people could go back as missionaries, but we, the church, here in America, hopefully Europe, Latin America, South, uh, South Korea— Africa that have some resources, man, that we really get ready to put those resources where that is needed. I, yeah. That would be a goal. That would be an action point, would it not? It is. And, and there are portions of the church that are ready and poised to do this. 
It's just not quite enough, you know. Um, and the good news is it doesn't just happen to start in the United States. It can start from anywhere around the world where there's a there's a believer and a follower of Jesus. Um, but there are some hints of good news uh, to see um, maybe a reprioritization of these numbers um, and God working even in spite of of our wrong priorities, God is still doing some things. Let me give you a few hints. Um, so uh, in Turkey, we know there's been a lot of political instability and probably more to come and a lot of hardship, especially for believers, whether they're missionaries. Um, lots of uh, missionaries have been deported from Turkey last year or so. We know even uh, like Pastor Andrew being an example of uh, American being imprisoned. Andrew Brunson. And... Um, but in Turkey, what, what we're seeing is lots of refugees from other countries have come into Turkey from Syria, uh, Iran, and even some African countries. Some of those, especially from Iran, are believers, are followers of Jesus. And a lot of Iranian Christians are making disciples of Turkish Muslims in Turkey right now. Isn't that how God does yeah. I mean, we <clears throat> politically, I understand all the upheaval in the world. But guess what God does? He works within the upheaval that man has made. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, is able to take that mess and do good. The sovereignty of God is shown up during that time more than any other time I know that he takes our mess, whether it be personal, whether it be political, geographical, he takes it and he works it for good. And that's just not quoting Bible verses, that's observing what God's right. doing. A couple other quick examples, kind of the same region. Um, there's signs, you know, nothing for sure, but there's signs that um, Somalia might be, I don't know, on the verge of something that... that Somalia? Uh, yeah, that God's maybe wanting to do. There's been a little bit of opening in uh, the northern parts of that. To, We're talking about Black Hawk Down, Somalia. Yeah, and, and, and again, it's nothing for sure. But, but there's science. a lot of believers that have been praying for Somalia for, for years, and Amen. Uh, we want to see that. There's even stronger signs that even in Saudi Arabia there might be some happenings. Uh, we can't say specifics because I don't know a lot, and we wouldn't want to you know, talk too much about it. But, but God is working. God is working. And he will work in your life. Now, how in the world is going to work with this information that you've received? Be open to help nationals especially go back Christian nationals go back to those countries, strong missionaries with some prayer support and even financial support. Be ready to do that. I think get ready. Uh, churches, get your debts paid for. Get get the debt paid for. Be careful the building programs that you go. Make sure they're essential yeah. so that your money would go toward missions and carrying the gospel throughout the world. How That's so important. And we're praying that God would do a work in your life. Nathan, thank you for giving us this. Thank you. And let's just remember Jesus' words, Matthew 24, 14. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. And then the end will come. Until then, let's be faithful. Amen. Thank you for listening to Exploring Missions here on the American Family Radio Network. 